0: Uh, it's it's almost like the is the dog wagging a tail is the tail wagging the dog. Your arms have a huge input on how how your a you're running and also what your legs are doing.
1: Diz runs radio episode one thousand and ninety four starts in three, two. <laughs> real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at Amino Co, which makes uh, some legitimately good amino acid supplements. Not just good in the terms of like they tick all the boxes in terms of the amino acids and and all the the bells and whistles of the nutrient profile, but also they just taste good. You know, like like we've all I don't know maybe not all I've had plenty of various supplements and add ins and things like that that. Uh, it might do wonders for the body, but uh, if it doesn't agree with the taste buds, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm not choking down some nonsense that's just disgusting. And thankfully, at least as far as the the Perform blend from Amino Co. is concerned, I can speak highly of the pink lemonade. Now, like, it's legitimately good. It tastes like pink lemonade, While also giving you all the things that you need, whether you want to take it as a pre-workout, whether you want to do like I do and take it, you know, kind of, uh, that mid afternoon, you know, need a little, need a little boost, need to get through the rest of the day, get some more things done, get the brain sharp, stay pro, stay productive, stay on task. That's where, that's when it's my go-to, but, uh, no doubt it would work for a pre-workout. No doubt it would work for a midday pick me up. No doubt it would work anytime you need a little boost, a little something extra to kind of just be alert and ready to go. Uh, Perform blend from AminoCo has got you covered, and the pink lemonade is legit, so there's that. If you want to get on board the AminoCo train, uh, AminoCo.com slash Dizruns is the best link to do so, A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com slash Dizruns, that way they know it's coming from y'all listening to the show, and uh, they know that their advertising dollars are going to good use, and maybe, just maybe, we'll keep that sponsorship thing going. That's the goal. It's a good product. I enjoy it. And I'm sure if you try it, you will as well. One last thing. Make sure you use the code DISRUNS at checkout. That'll save you 30%, which uh, is, is better than nothing, right? It's better than a 0% savings. 30%, greater than 0%. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in a math class, but I feel like that's relatively universal. And you don't even need to be a math whiz to know that 30% is better than zero. So save yourself 30% on everything and anything Anything and everything, everything and anything, eh, tomato, tomato. Uh, Dizruns, I'm sorry, Aminoco, A M I N O, CO.com, aminoco.com slash Dizruns. Use Dizruns at checkout to save yourself 30%. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is someone that uh, I'm pretty certain that I could talk with for days. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there right now that uh, I think there's a decent, a better than decent chance. That You're going to hear this guy on the show again at some point in the future, maybe at multiple points in the future. I don't know. I, we, I feel like we've got a lot of overlap in our Venn diagram. We're not quite a complete circle, but we got some overlap, lots of things to talk about. Um, and we'll see where we get to today and, you know, wherever that ends up with down the road. But anyway, today's guest is a physical therapist that works primarily with runners and, and just other athletes, CrossFitters, just people that are active and, and moving. Um, and for us as runners, you know, obviously a big part of his goal is helping us to, to get healthy if we're injured, stay healthy when we're not injured and uh, help us keep working and training towards our running goals. And if you've been listening for a little while, you know I love me some running injury and running injury prevention type of conversation. So uh, lots of things to get into today. I'm looking forward to it. And let's get the party started by uh, welcoming Dr. Matt Silver to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Matt. Really appreciate it
0: thanks thanks for having me Denny. Um, I'm excited to to nerd out and talk some talk some shop
1: yeah let's let's get it let's get to it uh, but first before we do that y'all if you enjoyed today's conversation want to check out what matt's got going on um on on the online space and, and if you're in the uh the maryland area he's got some offices there if you're if you're in the market uh maybe check him out as well definitely would encourage you to check him out like like from from the conversations we've had before this. Um yeah, this, this this would be one of those go-to PTs that, that it would be a, a nice, hopefully you don't need, but somebody to have in your corner if you do need them. But, need them. but anyway, alphaprojectphysio.com is the website, and that's physio with a Z because we've got to be crazy these days. Alpha, <laughs> A-L-P-H-A, project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T, just like you would think they'd be spelled. And then physio, P-H-Y-Z-I-O.com, alphaprojectphysio.com, alphaprojectphysio on the Instagrams. And, again, spelled the same way, of course, with good branding, but just, you know, get the tricky spelling. We got, we got it sorted. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1094. Dizruns.com slash 1094 is the link back to the show notes for today. If you're trying to spell it with an S and you're like, this doesn't seem right, just point your browser back to the show notes. Click the links because it'll be linked right there, and we'll have it spelled correctly for you. Get you to find Matt's information on the, on the interwebs, on the social medias. And then you can connect with him if you need his services or just learn some stuff because he's got good content out there helping helping us runners stay healthy. So anyway, we got all that stuff taken care of, at least for now, Matt. But uh, let's let's dive into the conversation. The way we always get things started around here is with a a pretty simple and straightforward question. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: You know, somebody uh, I won't say who, but somebody tipped me off to your your first question, Denny. (laughs) Um, so I had I had a lot of time to think about it and uh, I'm I'm gonna throw you a curveball and I'm gonna say it, 15 uh, 15k is uh is my favorite distance um, and the reason why is so I grew up in uh, Rome New York so if, if it's it, Rome's kind of some people may have heard about it recently just because of the uh, Netflix documentary uh, about Woodstock '99 mm. that was a, a kind of a crazy show but uh, from Rome and in Utica, there's the Utica Border Maker. It's uh, one of the most well-known 15Ks, I think probably in the country. Uh, but ran that a bunch when I was in high school during the summer, getting ready for cross country season. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's I it's one of my favorite distances, man.
1: I I I don't want to say that that's the first time that someone has said the 15K, but it's certainly not a common answer. But I could get behind a a 15K race like that's. That's a good. That's got to be a good distance in terms of like it's it's fast, but like obviously there's there's a major endurance component too. So you know, kind of ten miles has been mentioned a few times, which obviously is pretty close, nine point three ish for the fifteen k. So like we're right in that that same ballpark of like going, but like strategy and I mean that that could be a fun distance.
0: I I see it as like you hold you you do a you do a you know whatever you do a um uh what's it called you do a ten k. And then he just hold on.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So, um, how would you get started in the sport of running, Matt? Like you said, you running the running the the uh, Utica Boilermaker in high school. So I'm assuming you started running relatively early. But where would you get your start in the sport?
0: That uh, that'd be great great question. Um, I started when I was I don't know what like 13 to 12, 11 middle basically middle school age. Um, I don't even know how I got started in it. Uh, I think my my mom had run – she used to run the, the Boilermaker. I that, that was like, it's just a big thing in that area. Like a lot of runners who don't even run that much, or a lot of people that just don't run. They'll do it and then, you know, beat themselves up and then enjoy it, you know, have a beer after. Um, and then so not run again she,
1: until next year when the race yeah, happens again.
0: <laughs> that, that basically, yeah. That, and it's a <laughs> uh, big thing in Central New York. So, I mean, more power to those guys. And like, uh, if you don't do it, like your coworkers will talk smack about you. Um, so, it's, <laughs> people kind of pressured into it. Mm-hmm. But I think my, my mom had done it a couple times, and I had a couple buddies in middle school that that were going to join the, the, the cross-country team. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a skinny kid. Uh, you know, let, let's give this thing a shot. Um, and I really sucked at it at first. Like, <laughs> I was not good at running. And I think I, I didn't really, like my freshman, so I ran in middle school. And then my freshman year of high school, I just, uh, I think like, I was running 24 minute, five K's. And then that year I dropped them to like, like midnight, like 1930s. Dang. Um, and like that, and then I'm like, okay, I'm actually, you know, I'm good at this. I should, I should keep running. Um, but I also think I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere, like in the outskirts of Rome and, uh, there's like trails everywhere. And I just would, there's not much else to do besides, you know, my dad, we'd go fishing, we'd go hunting, but also I'm like, well, I get, I, you know, during the winter, we, we, we burn a lot of wood. So I was like, okay, during the summer, all I do is stack wood and chop wood. Uh, well, I might as well go run because there's nothing else to do here.
1: Well, and, and running beats the, the wood stacking and splitting because I, I grew up doing a little bit of that as well in, in northern Michigan. So, yeah, I mean, not that I found running at that time, but I kind of maybe wish I would have because it, it gets you out of the wood duty a little bit. It's, that's helpful.
0: And, uh, dude, we had this uh, this wood pile. It's, I mean, it's still there. We have, there's still, I mean, we, my parents, my dad still does it. Uh, wood pile like next to the garage, and you know we'd put a tarp over it so it doesn't get rained on and snowed on. But I remember during the winter we would have to like shovel a path from the garage to the wood pile <laughs> put the wood in the wheelbarrow, and wheel it into the garage. So we had like, and then you'd bring it into the home. So we had another, another like extra step. I'm like, man, why do we? Why can't we just like stack it all? <laughs> I mean, the garage wasn't big enough at the time, but why can't we just like have a big garage and leave it all in the garage? But uh,
1: well, yeah, because it gets we the did. snow on it, so you got to bring it in and let the snow kind yeah. of melt off <laughs> yeah. and, and the wood re- re-dry after it got snowed on. So yeah, it's it's a process for sure.
0: So I have a lot of fond memories of uh, uh, during the winter bringing the snow when it's like you know 20 degrees out, zero degrees out, bringing the bringing the not the snow, sorry, the wood from the outside wood pile to the inside garage wood pile, and uh, that was that was always fun. Oh. <laughs> and when it's snowing out, you got to move a wheelbarrow in the snow.
1: Yeah, we had I, I, we don't need to get into all this, but we had a similar situation. So I, I, here's another another area of our, of our overlapping Venn diagram that I didn't even have any idea that might might be the case. So you're 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 a kid. You kind of stumbling into running a little bit and be like, God, maybe this is this is something that's uh, that you're that you're seeing some progress at like, you know, running running in high school, running competitively in high school. Did you continue that beyond high school or was it like competitive high school and then just running kind of stuck along it for the ride when you got into college?
0: It, uh, it definitely stuck around. Um, I kind of, I think, like most people, you kind of, I don't know if we're like addicted to it, but uh, it, I just fell in love with it, um, especially the, the competitive aspect of it. Um, it's funny, my, my best friend, he, he's, he's still my best friend from high school. He was faster than me, but he was a soccer kid. And he, uh, he transitioned to soccer my junior year, and like I was going to be the fastest kid on the team probably one of them. And then there's one race. I don't even know what the heist. It was a Syracuse school, maybe like West Genesee or something. And like we had never beaten them in like a dual meet, like, you know, one on one, both teams run against each other and we beat them. And I was I was like 100 meters from winning the race, daddy. the one race I would have ever run ever, ever, ever won. And then because he, he was the 800, uh, 400 guy in track. So he had hit a lot more speed. And then it's right at the end of the 5K, and he just breezes past me mm-hmm. as I'm dead. And I'm like – and then there's a picture in the newspaper of me dying in the background <laughs> and my buddy Eric winning the race. And I'm like, <laughs> just you know, the cherry on top. It could have been me you know, winning that race in the, in the paper, but uh, my buddy uh, – I mean, I love – he's a great guy. We're still friends today, but he, uh, <laughs> he beat me in that
1: race. Man, that's – That's, uh, that's tough, but that's, that's something that I don't have too much experience being out, being out in front. I guess I I've done it once, you know, one, one 5k where, uh, the, it was like a church fundraiser 5k. And thankfully, um, the dog, the dog technically finished first. I was running with my dog that day, Um, (laughs) Yep. but I was the first human. I, I got the first, the first human to cross the finish line for the church 5k. So that's, that's my, that's my tip on how to win a race is don't, don't, don't race these competitive high school races or these you know, competitive town races. Go to, go to the little fundraiser race, throw it all on the line, and you might just have a chance to finish first one day.
0: Um, but basically, I, I mean, I, I had a couple injuries in high school that kind of I, – I missed my senior year of cross country because of some knee pain I was having. And, I, I mean, I went to PT, and it kind of helped. And it got me to indoor track but then outdoor. A lot of things came back, back pain, knee pain, and yeah. took some time over the summer. Um, I don't know if I saw p- like physical therapy again, like a local place, um, but it definitely didn't help the first time. And then went to college. So my undergrad is in uh, it's in exercise science. So I knew I knew I kind of I knew I was I wanted to be a PT. But um, so I only ran I think I only, I only ran two I think two years in in college, and just uh, I was, it just you know my knee pain got worse, back pain got worse, and I was just. By the time I, my second year of, of collegiate running was was done, I'm like, like dude, I, I can't even run like two miles without me an paying. And, and I, I'd i been to other PTs in Buffalo. I went to school in Buffalo uh, multiple times and just – it didn't work. Nothing worked, and uh, it was super frustrating, man.
1: When you're – so if I heard you correctly, and if and if I didn't, please obviously amend the record, but you were already kind of going down this, this – physical therapy path that was already a career path that you wanted to go into um and then you've got this this knee pain that's that's kind of cutting short your your collegiate running career sometimes i feel like for myself as an athletic trainer like like having the knowledge is both a blessing and a curse like i know some things but maybe sometimes like i'm not always the best patient um as you're as you're going through your undergrad and kind of you know getting into this of the coursework and, and going down that that route towards towards uh physical therapy school um was that helpful or or a a hindrance for you like were were you a good patient or a a pain in the tuchus patient in the training room uh dealing with your knee injuries
0: um that dude that's a great question because i i think as a lot of runners like we look stuff up oh i have knee pain what's going on and it's you kind of you know enough to be dangerous with it um like i remember the trainer that i saw and because i i had a weird thing where like my knees would just it wasn't a bursitis swelling, which is, it's like a, more like a, like a pinpoint looks like a ball. Mm-hmm. It was like the, my entire knee would swell. So the trainer would say, Hey, you know, we think this is bursitis. And I'm like, well, it doesn't, in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm undergrad. I, I know what, I kind of know what bursitis looks like. And I'm like, well, it doesn't like look in my head. I'm like, it doesn't look like bursitis. Um, and it, it just, it was, it definitely made things. I don't think I was a bad patient, but it opened my eyes to where I'm like, I, I, from my experience, I I had a feel. I kind of felt that runners weren't treated. Uh, th- I think they weren't treated as well as they should be in the healthcare system. Like a lot of, uh, even one of my professors. I mean, I had a great professors, but uh, he was an athletic trainer, and he was like, "Oh, good luck if you have to deal with runners, because they're crazy, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're crazy. They'll, they'll talk about their knee pain and get back to running marathons and." And, uh, you give them something, they'll do it till the cows come home. <laughs> you know, Which is actually a good thing. Runners are, I think they make fantastic patients for compliance, but, um, a lot of, uh, practitioners are like, man, there's runners. runners. They're just very, I, I had the impression that a lot of practitioners, I don't think like working with runners because we know so much and we'll, we'll call them out on some BS if, <laughs> for, especially <laughs> if they're not getting better.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um. Just trying to put the timeline together, and again, filling filling the gaps where I'm missing things. So you, you you're getting to the point where you can't keep running collegially. Collegially, you can't figure out what's going on with the knee. Um, is that when you decided, or or at what point did you decide that like, hey, it, you know, as I get through this and 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 you know, get through PT school and 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 start practicing, um, you know, when was it like, hey, I really want to work with with runners and, and other athletic folk. Like, when, when when did that start to come to fruition?
0: It was. So I think a couple things happened. I definitely had, you know, I'm I'm seeing a runner right now who a lot of runners kind of tie their identity, like it's, it's part of who you are and your personality to, to your, to running. Um, and when you can't do that anymore, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it can play with you emotionally um, and mentally. So I, I kind of went through some, some mental stuff that I think kind of made me stronger in the end, but like I had to come to terms with, at least at the time I thought, Hey, you know, I'm done running for a long time, for, I thought actually forever or for a long time, because I had heard of heard of high school kids just, you know, knee pain, can't get better, and they just stop running. Right. Um, so I thought I was done. And I'm like, you know what, let me just focus on this PT thing, let me focus on my future. Um, and even all through college, I actually, I kind of, in the back of my head, I knew I wanted to do that, get back to running. But I had to learn the basics. And PT school for me was the building blocks of learning these like hands-on techniques, learning movement, um, which I'm I'm, I'm, I'm th- really thankful I went to a great school, really orthopedic-wise, but I went through a phase of, in my head, thinking, hey, my running career is done, let me focus on some other things, which maybe was a good thing, because I uh, met my wife, <laughs> my, my now wife in school, and, uh, and, and I think maybe it was a blessing in disguise, but I uh, definitely went through some things mentally, but then I uh, graduated school, me, my my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, Veronica. We took a a travel job right out of school, where basically it's three month contract, and we went to. <laughs> we never we've never really been to the south before, so we took our travel job in uh, in Alabama. Uh, uh, where was that? I Anniston, Alabama. It's kind of near the Georgia line, the Alabama Georgia line. Um, but uh, we did that. Didn't really work out. Basically, we got <laughs> we both got I say fired. She says let go. Um, <laughs> tomato but anyway, tomato. Yeah, basically, insurance changed some things. They reimbursed, and I'm like, it just—it wasn't working out. So it was right before COVID. So I'm kind of glad we that travel market got hit hard during COVID. But uh, and then we found a permanent job. Uh, both of us, we we moved to Frederick, Maryland. Uh, we worked for the same guy for a year, and then that's where I was working in Percival, Virginia. Um, and I just started seeing triathletes, runners, crossfitters come into the, in the into the insurance clinic. And I'm like, man, these are really fun people to work with. And then the wheels started turning again. I Basically what happened is I got back. I started running again probably 2000, I think 2019. Yeah, 2019 started running again. And then I had basically fixed myself. I, I, PT school, it, you learned a lot of st- I learned a lot of stuff from it, but it actually didn't teach me how to treat runners. It gave me these building blocks that I then built off of. So uh, basically the past that during that time that like two-year period of 2019 to 21 I just oh I mean I was just uh basically just learned everything I could about running running form mobility all that stuff and um just took a deep dive in and fixed myself so I mean I could run now I could do whatever I which is awesome I, I did the Gettysburg half marathon I mean I don't mean to keep uh keep rambling on here but that's what th- that's that's what did it is uh I realized that I need to learn more. There's more to this than just being a general physical therapist. So I kind of, I like to call call, call myself a physio now uh, because of the kind of sport specialty we have with runners and CrossFitters. But uh, that, that's what did it is I knew that it's a population that's underserved uh, and I I knew I had to learn more uh, and I'm super, I'm I'm glad I did because that was like, I love treating runners, man. It's it's my favorite thing.
1: That's that's awesome, and I've I've had the privilege of talking to to various folks over the years, but just like, um, and even with some of the folks that I work with like as a, as a coach and, and coaching virtually, you know, I mean, I've got folks all over the place, but I don't get my hands on them, I can't see them in, in person, things like that, and uh, I know that it's super helpful to have, um, have a good physical therapist or a good somebody. With it's massage, you know, different things that you might get different types of modalities, but like having that person locally that like gets it, that is a runner, um, or at least that is an athlete and, and recognizes it. Like just like that whole, you know, just, just don't do it anymore. Like that's not, that's not an answer. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's an answer, but it's not a good one. And it's not one that we're going to, we're going to accept. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of found your way into it, but um, going back to, to the, to the knee injury, cause I can't get away from a, an injury that, that works out, you know, happy ending type of, of situation. Mm-hmm. What what was going on with, with your, with your knee or maybe, maybe further up the chain or further below the chain? Like yeah. what ultimately helped you kind of figure out what was going on and being able to get back to, to enjoying running at this stage in your life?
0: It well, I mean, it was probably, it was a lot of things. Um, so when I, you know, back in, in when I was running in middle school and high school, we did kind of do some strength training stuff, but uh, it most mo, most stuff I did, all I did was run, um, and p- probably the biggest thing. And I, I've had the privilege, really the privilege, ah, excuse me, privilege of learning from uh, one of the best running physios in the uh, in the nation about running form. Um, I think running form probably probably helped me the most uh, to learning how to run the right way, which kind of blew my mind of every other sport that. That 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 you look at. I mean, you look at like powerlifting, CrossFit, any any team sport like hockey, field hockey, soccer. Like you learn how to hockey, you learn how to do a slap shot, and 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 soccer, you learn how to kick the ball, and you know powerlifting, you learn how to squat the right way. Versus running, it's it. But it, it blows my mind that all a lot of coaches just say, oh, we never teach running form. Um, it's it's really it's and sometimes it is. I think Pose Method is a great I love post method. It's a great way to to, to teach running, but um, I think we do a not so good job teaching running form. And for me, it helped all probably help the most. But also, I was really really tight. <laughs> I mean, my hips, my ankles, just from years of wearing shoes with a massive heel lift, um, and then also just sitting in. I mean, sitting in school, middle school, high school, undergrad, grad school, and all that sitting. My hips were all jacked up. And then uh, it's tough to strength train when when you're tight too. So it, it it was definitely a combination of things, but the strength training I didn't do a lot of the the uh, the tightness and also running form. I I just never learned I never learned how to run the right way. And once I did, I was like, wow, running is feels so much more fluid and easy. And I'm not like I'm not killing your knee every time you take <laughs> take a step.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, a big thing. And and um, curious, you know, I've I've heard. I can see both sides of this coin, and I'll obviously get to the coin here in just a second. As far as running form goes, and I, I've heard folks say that, like, um, you know, it's it's sometimes not worth. I don't want to say the hassle, but like, you know, everybody, like, there is no. I believe. Correct me where I'm wrong, or correct me where you disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe there's no necessarily one universal ideal running form. Like, we all kind of have, you know, like, there's good principles, and like, 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 I think that you know certain handful of things like kind of lead to each person kind of developing and tweaking and adjusting and and making their own, their own form that's work that's, that's right for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've heard some folks say that like, like, you know, again, kind of along those lines, don't bother with trying to optimize form. Like, like, you know, you're wasting effort that you could be better spent maybe in the gym or maybe doing mobility work or some other things that that way. But I kind of heard you say that like addressing your form was a big deal for you. And in, in my history, like, I used to have terrible shin splints, like massive overstrider, yada, 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 lots of common types of things there. But, like, if I didn't address my form and correct the overstriding problem, um, I probably wouldn't be here talking because I probably wouldn't have <laughs> ever gotten into running enough to start a podcast and build a business and yada, yada, yada. So, like, I guess the question is, or at least the the, the, the thought experiment that I'm working through and, and asking your opinion on when is, when is it worth addressing form? And when is it maybe going, Hey, you know, it ain't broke. Don't fix it type of situation.
0: It's, I mean, it's, I, I get that a lot too. Of there's a lot of runners that, that I talk to that are like, that, that had that kind of a same view of, you know, I'm, I'm finding way I am. I don't really have to work my running form. I don't have a lot of pain. Um, and you know, before I say this, there's, I mean, it feels like I I kind of I like pose method. I kind of take some things from pose and and um Have you heard of pose yes. method? Yep. Um I, I like it. I like the the way it's explained. is it the end all be all, no, but I like the way that they explain how running is. Um but there's definitely uh what's the word? Uh like like preference. Um I thought it's not the best word. I'm trying to figure out the word. Like like everybody has their own like unique way of moving. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm blanking out. There's not probably not the best word, but I, Think of it like this, right? If you're a professional powerlifter, um, there's there is the best, perfect way to deadlift, right? Like the, whether you're doing a sumo deadlift or a conventional, but each powerlifter might have their own little preference, what feels easier for them to 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 deadlift or to squat, right? So it might be, um, you know, someone's legs are longer, so they their deadlift looks look a certain way. Some people kind of cheat, and this is a this is like a powerlifting thing where you want your low back to be straight, but you can actually, uh, your thoracic spine in the middle where your ribs are, you can actually round that a little bit, and it gives you a little bit of a mechanical advantage, but you put your, I mean some power lifters that they've injured their backs doing that, they can actually lift more weight if they round their, their upper back, but they're at an increased risk of injury. So they, they're, weigh, they're so good at what they do, they know what they're doing, they're weighing the pros and cons of, I know my back should be straight, but I'm actually gonna round it, the upper back, because I wanna make this heavy lift. Um, so there's some preferences that, can, it's, to me it's the same thing as running form. where I think there is a standard. I think pose method, uh, I'm not, I don't mean to keep saying pose method, but I think that is a great standard to look at where you let gravity move you. It's a lot more of, it's a, it's a, I see it as a much uh, uh, more pulling way of running versus you have to hit the ground really, really hard. Um, so I think there's, in my opinion, I think pose is the standard. And then you can deviate from that standard, right? Because you'll have a longer torso than me, you might have longer legs than me, right. and that's fine. But I think if we start to deviate too much, then you put yourself at, at risk. And it's, it's, to me, it's the same thing as how strong are you, how mobile are you, mm-hmm. and it's all on a spectrum, and we're constantly moving through the spectrum where if you, all you're gonna do is run 5Ks, and you're doing 10 miles a week, you could probably get away with some not so good running form. Like, let's, let's be honest, you're probably gonna be okay. But if, man, if you're doing ultras and you're running all these miles, dude, your running form should, I mean, you might deviate a little bit depending on your unique body and kind of the way you're, you're moving and the way you're formed, but your running form should be pretty close to that
1: standard. Right, right. And, and again, if I'm hearing you correctly, and I think, I think we're mostly reading from the same script, maybe just the, the two different iterations of the script, but it's like like looking at you and looking at me, we might not look exactly the same because our bodies are different. But yep. as long as we're hitting relatively close to the same principles, whether it's pose principles or again whatever label you want to put on it, you know, mm-hmm. not overstriding, yada yada yada, leaning forward, leaning from from more of the ankles than the hips, standing tall, blah 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 blah. Um, then that maybe that's where we're hitting the right marks and we're doing the right main main points, but the details are slightly different.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it, that, that, that's basically it. Uh, I mean, I could I could go on for like hours talking about right. it, but there there's reasons why like why a lot of people. Think like, what device does my cadence have to be 180? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be, but the reason that number is thrown around a lot. And I think a lot of people don't know why it's thrown around. So 180 is thrown around a lot because, um, you're using free energy mm-hmm. at, at a very, for most people it's at a very efficient rate. So it basically it's at like, if you start hopping like on one leg or both legs, you're going to find a pace that makes it really easy as you slow down. If you start hopping, like you, you spend time on the ground longer, you lose all that free energy from your tendons. Okay. So, that's, so that's why um, – I, I think it's a Jack Daniels. I don't yeah. know who, like, yeah. the name, running formula. So he talks about, like, all these professional runners are at 180. Well, the reason why they're probably there – I mean, they're also running really fast, but they're probably there because they've learned that this is how I run the fastest and use the least amount of energy and optimize my tendon use. Uh, but basically it's like a, it's a small range plyometric jump every time you take a step. So that's, that's why I want to, used to run around a lot, but you know, someone who has really short legs, maybe it's even faster. Someone who has right. super long legs. It might be even, uh, might be, might be a little bit slower. So it, it I think your body type does have an impact on some of these things.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so and yeah, I mean, I could keep nerding out on this, but we're gonna we're gonna lose people if we go too deep into the. I so, um, might even lose myself. I you know, I've I've talked myself into a circle and not know where I am anymore. But um, talking about strength training, I mean, you have touched on that a couple of times, and I know we we talked on that a little bit before, and and I know people have heard me talk about strength training and the value of strength training for runners, um, probably to the point where they kind of tune me out. So I always love getting a different voice that, that's, um, again, you know, saying a lot of the same things and, and preaching a lot of the same the same type of topics. Uh, but we'll start with the most most general question, and then we'll kind of nail it down or, or or hone it in a little bit from here.
0: Mm-hmm. Why should
1: runners make time to strength train in their their regular routine?
0: So w- runners should uh, runners should make time to strength train really because running does not make you stronger. Um, which at, at first glance you're like, well, you know, I'm hitting the ground all this time, I'm like it, it should make me stronger. Uh, all running does is it I mean, if you go from being a couch potato to running, maybe you'll get a little bit stronger in, in the legs, but it makes you a better runner, makes you more efficient at running. Uh, it does not, it, it does not make you stronger. So, and your, your body also adapts to, uh, to the, to really the stress you put on it. So with running, it's your, your muscles really, because of that, we just talked about it. Basically a lot of free energy is used mm-hmm. when you run your muscles don't, I mean, they work, but they're not working super hard. So uh, it, your body will adapt to that, and it's it's not a strength uh, stimulus. Um, and what what we tend to find with runners who don't strength train is, I mean, you're, you're basically putting yourself at risk for a lot of uh, a lot of tendon injuries, like, like Achilles tendonitis, um, uh, like like, uh, like knee pain too. It just if you can get stronger, it helps support your joints. It helps support your tendons and having healthier tendons, which we know we'd use our tendons a lot when we run, Mm -hmm. especially for running form. So it just, it helps you handle the loads of running, especially your tendons. Um, Or if all you do is run, I mean, you can get away with that for a while. Like I did, but after doing it for six, seven years, it'll, it might catch up to you.
1: Right. Right. Um, what about upper body strengthening? Like, like, And and this might seem a little bit kind of all over the place, but like, I feel like the best runners are, are, they're, they're also, you know, like maybe we're not competing in other sports and doing other things like we might have when we were, when we were younger, but like having full body fitness and doing, being some type of, of a well-rounded functional human, I feel like is kind of important. So what about when it comes to upper body strengthening?
0: Uh, that's, I, I, that's huge, man. That is something I never did for a long time. I had these like rounded shoulders and it, it actually caused a lot of like neck pain. <laughs> it caused a lot of issues in my shoulders and my neck. Um, but having strong shoulders, basically it's, think of like, um, your, your legs follow your shoulders. So when you're running, if your shoulder is doing all this crazy stuff and it's rounding forwards and you're not really bringing your arm back and you're like, your, your core is not as strong as it should be. I mean, that's going to affect the way your legs are moving, and you might have a now. Now it affects your running form. So uh, it's it's almost like the is the dog wagging the tail, it's a tail is the tail wagging the dog. Your arms have a huge input on how how you're a you're running and also what your legs are doing. So having you know, I see a lot of runners too that like they hike their shoulders up, they're super rounded forward. So having strength in your in your upper body, in your core. I mean, core is really it's it's a kind of. Uh, uh, catch-all term, but I mean, your, your back muscles, getting strong back muscles, having strong, you know, abdominal muscles, strong shoulders. I mean, you don't have to be jacked. <laughs> you know, most runners, you know, we don't want to be super heavy, but you can be strong and still be fairly lean, um, which is which is great for runners. So, having upper body strength, uh, it's it's going to help you run with a better. We, we call it. I really I like the word positioning, where your shoulders are not rounded, um, which can be tough, which can be challenging because. If all you do is lean forwards and you and you let gravity move you and you and you, you know, you're running forwards, it's easy to have you know to round forwards, let those shoulders round. Mm-hmm. So it's doing some like doing a lot of rows or pull ups, uh, great exercises just to make sure we build some strength in that in that upper back, even the lower back too. We want to we want to be a well-rounded runner, and I think we talked about this, but like just being a functional human, mm-hmm. along with you know being a runner, like hey being able to go out and chop wood, if that's your thing, or be, being able to pick up your, you know, your kid, your, your kids, maybe they're two years old. You want to pick them up and, you know, play with them. Um, you know, you should be able to do that and not be like, Oh, I'm going to tweak my back because <laughs> your shoulder's all rounded or I tweak my shoulder. Um, I think that's, I think being functional is also a part of, of being a runner.
1: No, totally, totally agree. Um, so, so I, I know that this is a pushback I get. I'm assuming this is probably the safest assumption I've probably ever made. This is a pushback you get as well. I don't have time. You know, I like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm running, you know, five days a week, six days a week. I've got work, I've got family, I've got this, I've got that. And, and we're all busy. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize that. Like, like we all are, are busy. Um, for the, for the, the time strapped runner, that's, that's, mm. that's at least starting to be open to the idea of like, maybe I should get into the the strength training thing a little bit. Like, what, what are we really talking? Are we talking, you know, an hour a day, three or four times a week? Are we talking 15 minutes twice a week? Like, like, like yeah. what's, you know, obviously the, the, at some point, the more, the more, the merrier. But like, mm-hmm. what's, what's, what's kind of a, a minimum viable dose in, in your professional opinion?
0: I think if, uh, you know, if you're doing, uh, I mean, if you're running like six, seven days a week uh, and you're like, hey, I'm strapped for time. When can I run? Like I have literally no time. Take one day off from running and just, you know, if I, it takes you an hour to do your run, hour and a half, whatever it is, easy run or long, maybe not a long run, but easy run, just mm-hmm. make that day a strength day. Like just don't even run. And like allow your body to actually get, adapt to the strength that you just gave it. Um, so I I just made like an Instagram story about that, or I think I made a reel about it, but like, giving your, if you're really strapped for time and you can't even squeeze in like 15 extra minutes, which you probably can come on, right. like you can give right. 15 more minutes. But if you're like, no, I can't then. Okay. Take the time you're taking running, take one day off from running. If it's an hour and do strength training for that hour. It's like, first of all, you can do that. But if you're going to say, Hey, i I can fit in 30 minutes, 15 minutes here. Probably some of the best stuff you can do is, um, I think it's the statistic is like when every step you take, it definitely depends on your running form, but, it's probably around 250% of your body weight is on one side every step you take. So it's like you're standing on one leg, and then put 100% of your body weight on a barbell. So for me, that's 150, and then put 50% of that, so another 75 pounds. So it's me standing on one leg with 225 on my back, like mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, but yeah, no, 225 on my back, like yep. it's a lot of weight that's <laughs> going through your leg each time. So. Finding this 15 minutes, doing, I mean, I love lunges, or uh, excuse me, Bulgarian split squats. One of my favorite ways, because it's it's single leg, it's very functional, but getting heavy squats. I mean, there's a hormonal effect you get when you do an exercise, like a squat. I mean, you had the bench press, but uh, I think squats are good, um, like kettlebell, Bulgarian split squats are a great one. Um, ca- dude, calf raises and working your hamstring. A lot of people talk about the when running, and they're important, don't get me wrong, but... Hands down, the two most used muscles for runners, it's your soleus muscle, one of your calf muscles, so a bent knee calf raise, and your hamstrings. Hands down, two most used muscles when you
1: run. So, how do, how do I target that? You know, if, if, I, if, I, if I don't really know my way around the gym too well, um, and, and maybe I, I don't even have a gym membership, do I need one? Like, like what can I do yeah. at home to try to, to work some of those, those, you know, the hamstrings and the calves? Like you said, two, two muscles yeah. that are, are muscle groups that are majorly important yet easy to overlook as, as far as strength strength training goes.
0: Um, the two, my, my two favorite ways is grab, um, it's called a Swiss ball. Um, mm. most people have gone to PT. They're like, Oh, it's the big ball thing. Like, you know, it's like the rubber ball filled with air. Um, get one of those and just do, uh, we, uh just basically just do hamstring curls on those. Mm. Um, you can honestly, if you have a hardwood floor, my favorite one to do is like you bridge up and then if you kick one leg out, it's going to be really tough but I try and weight shift all my weight to the leg I'm using as so basically I have, have socks on, I'm on the hardwood floor. I bridge up and then I slowly lower one, one leg heels on the floor and then I pull it back with my hamstring. That's a, I love doing those. Um, But for the, so those two for the hamstrings, you could, I mean, you could hit those pretty good. Um, And then for the calf raise, this is a tough one because you, you have to make sure not really tough, but you have to make sure your knee is bent when you do these, these calf raises. So, Um, I like to do, just start out, no weight, just bend. Basically you like hold on, hold on to a wall, bend, bend your knees, cross one ankle over the other. So it's a single leg calf raise and then you go up and down with your knee bent. Um, you can add, you can hold onto a dumbbell. That's cool. But those are, and doing it for like a set of eight, you don't, you don't really want to do like a set of 15. Like that's now you're, you're training more like endurance and We do a lot of that already (laughs) when we're running. So actually the stimulus for strength training, it's actually like six reps. Like you got to get pretty heavy, but starting out, that might be a lot. So doing like eight to 10 reps, eight's a good number. But by the time you hit like eight or six, I'm like, you should be toast. Like you're, you're done. Like that's it.
1: For those, those calf raises, the bent knee ones, are we talking, do we need to be 90 degree bent? Can we like a slight bend? Like how, how much of a bend in the knee are we, are we needing there?
0: Um, I just, uh, I say like a, cause if you bend it too much, your heel will pop off. So bend, I say bend it as much as you can without your heel lifting off the ground.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
0: that works. So you get, you can get a solid knee bend in, um, you can elevate it too, but it'll be even more intense, but just starting out, if you've never done this before, starting out, just, uh, holding onto a wall, bend your knee and then do calf raises with the knee bent. It, it, it's hard cause the knee is going to want to straighten mm-hmm. on you. So you got of, kind of have to focus on it. Uh, this, I mean, if you're just starting out strength training, that is one of my favorites to do for runners It's work that soleus muscle.
1: Yeah. And that's, I was just going to echo that. That's it's, it might not sound like much. If you, if you, if you're like, Oh, I do, I do calf raises with the knee straight. Yeah. Bend that knee a bit. And, uh, it's a, it's a different <laughs> ball game. It is a different ball game. Um, so, so again, like, like, and I know it, it maybe should have gave this disclaimer earlier, but you know, this is, this is general advice this is, you know, to each their own. And you got to make sure what's working for you and get, you know personalized advice is, is always going to be better but you know if we're, if we're going to do some of these these hamstring curls these calf raises maybe mix in a, a a row or a push or a pull something like that um and and that's you know that we can get that 15 20 minutes of that a couple times a week in, in yeah. addition to our running we're, we're we're obviously better than nothing there but is that is that a good starting kind of launching off point, uh, a phase
0: it's it's a good starting point and um one thing that i i, I had the the opportunity to learn from, from Chris Johnson. He, he's a, he's big on Instagram. I think Chris Johnson PT, and he does a lot of like bone density tendon rehab. So, I mean, he's, he's brilliant at what he does. And one thing that I think a lot of runners need to understand is running is actually pretty, a lot of runners think it's good for their bones. It's not horrible for it, but it's that it's not really that good for your bone density. Um, doing heavy strength training, that is what's going to help your bone density a lot more than, and the reason why is you kind of, you're very light on your feet when you run mm-hmm. versus like a sprinter, you, you're hitting the ground as hard as you can. So it's, it's, it's a misconception, but running is actually not the best thing for your bone density. We're strength training, um, especially getting, I mean, getting heavy, that is going to be great for your bones. So, uh, especially if you have a family history of like osteoporosis or anything like that, um, or, or bone stress injuries, a lot of even like runners in high school, especially female runners. Like the bone stress injuries are can be kind of crazy, uh, yeah. but getting some strength training in can really help you. I mean, later in life, I see a lot of older runners, and I'm like, balance is a concern, and then yeah. we want to do some strength training just to help your bone density.
1: Yeah, and, and we don't need to go down this route too far, but you, you can certainly re- reply to this if, if there is anything. But the more I the more I hear running or or otherwise, um, as as we get older, and you know, not all of us are are as young as we once were um and hopefully a lot of us are, are hoping to be around for a whole lot longer um yep. maybe strength training it might be the most important thing you can do just for your overall health as you get into your 60s 70s and beyond yep.
0: it's i mean dude i understand a lot of runners they're like dude i hate working out i just want to run i get it i totally understand i mean i i, I got more into the, in the working out now I, I enjoy it now but there was a time where i only wanted to run but like looking at your longevity as a runner you're gonna have better, longer and better longevity and run for a longer period of time. If you incorporate strength training, there's, own I mean, yes, I guess you could tweak something strength training, but you want to make sure you're doing it the right way, working with somebody um if you're not comfortable on your own, but man, it can, it's going to give you a better quality of life and help you run longer.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. So before we, we wrap up today, Matt, I know, I know something that you're working on still, still keeping the cards a little bit close to the vest, which is a, okay. You know, we're, we're, we're all right with that. Um, but uh, you, you're you're working on a book, which I know I know that's an undertaking and a half because I've uh, been there once and I'm thinking about theoretically I'm there again. But uh, goodness, that's 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 a lot of work going on. But but what uh, you know what what are you kind of working on? What's the what's the premise of the book? Where where are we at? What, what's what's going on on that front?
0: So I, I thought I'm like man, I'm gonna bump this thing out in like three months. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fine. I got this. But you know i mean i just you know i, I always do that where i am like i try to take on new things but with the business and we're doing that treating still treating fairly full time um it's it i probably get like maybe a page a day or maybe maybe two but um so i think i'm like 70 pages in now and i'm like i really lo- i'm loving running writing this book but it's uh, it's it's taking longer than i thought but basically it's uh, i haven't really found a book out there. There's great books on running form. There's great books on strength training. There's great books on mobility. My mentor, uh, Kelly Sturette, he has a great one for mobility for runners. Uh, but like no one has ever like combined everything into one, into one book. Um, so basically, and it's, it's, I mean, there's some stuff I have to just, you know, I'm I'm checking the research, making sure what's the most up to date thing. But a lot of it is like, just, I just brain dump what's in my brain on the pages. Um, whenever I have time, um, so really the goal is, is make a book for runners. Uh, it's not, I'm not going to make, I don't want it to, I mean, I'm sure other clinicians can read it, but it's meant for the everyday runner to know, know about running form, how to improve it, how to strength train. What's the best way to do i you know, the calf ray stuff, the hamstring stuff, that's going to be in there. Um, how to, uh, um, how to work on mobility. That's a huge thing. Uh, how to, how to just, and also there's like how to treat some common injuries, uh, when to reach out to somebody, uh, so that that's the goal of it is I, I want to make sure that runners have uh, really just a one st- like a some, one resource that has everything they could possibly need to be a successful runner.
1: Mm, love it, and and I would say hurry up and get it done. But uh, a I know that that's not really even possible. <laughs> um, and B, you know, obviously you want you want to make sure that you're you're taking the right amount of time to get it right and to explain things well and and all that kind of good stuff but I can't can't wait to uh to see it uh, because I'm I'm always always looking for new 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 insights new like you said what's what's the new research things like that's one of the problems with the book is that it was new when you wrote it but then 10 years yeah. later like some of the stuff is, has evolved and we've learned more and and things are are out of date a little bit um but can't wait to to see the book once once you have it um and maybe Certainly. I, I'll just put it out there now. Certainly have you back to talk about it and, and a whole lot more because there's dozens of other things that I know we, I could have gotten into that we're not getting into today. But um, two last things before we wrap up today. One, probably an easy one. Like I, like I said at the beginning, you're in you're in Maryland. Um, if somebody's you know where, where specifically, what's the best way for people to, to get in touch if they've got an issue, got an injury, got something that they need where, where maybe Alpha Project Physio could help them out?
0: Yes. So we are, we're in Frederick, Maryland. Um, We have a a really big office in Germantown, Maryland. Um, And I mean, honestly, I mean, we do see people that are in Frederick and Germantown, but we, I mean, I had someone who came from DC uh, last week, or I think maybe two weeks ago that came to see us. So, or Columbia. So we, I mean, we get people all over the place that are driving like 40 minutes, an hour, 50 minutes to come see us just really because of the the specialty that we have, especially with runners and CrossFitters. Um, So we're there. We're, Really, my goal is I do want to expand and um, and help as really we want to help as many runners and as many people as possible. So uh, we're in Germantown, uh, we're in Frederick, and uh, we do I mean we do treat people online too. So I mean we we treat a lot. I treat a lot of runners from like Baltimore that oh it's too far of a drive, but you know we've I've done running form assessments. They send it to me we go over it. All right. I, you know, I go over stuff with them and then send it back to them. So we do see a lot of runners online as well. Um, so, I mean, if you're in the area, awesome, you can give us, you know, check us out. And that'd be, that'd be amazing. But, uh, we also, we do a lot of stuff virtually as well. So if that's something you're interested in doing, I mean, you can feel free to reach out to us and our goal is to help as many people as possible. And, and that's, that's it.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 again, I, 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 like I said earlier, um, Hopefully a good physio isn't something, or a good PT, good good whatever isn't something that you need often, but when you do, man, in, invaluable to have somebody. And, and we got a good one here, Matt, with, with, with Matt, y'all. So uh, especially if you're local, I mean, hands-on is is legit. So so look them up if you, if hopefully not when you need them, but if you need them. Um, yes. And, yeah. and if you aren't local, certainly and, and you're you're wanting some virtual uh, opinion that uh you know that that I would. I would certainly stand by whatever my, my recommendation is worth. Uh, look Matt up for sure. So, one last question for you, Matt, before we get you out of here, out of here today. I uh, got to give you a philosophical question to wrap things up. Um, and, and I'd just be, which sometimes sounds a little scary. It's really not that scary. It's just kind of like the introductory question something open ended, take it wherever you want to go with it. And that's where, where we'll wrap it up for today. Um, but just, just would be curious um, whether it's from your running or whether it's from treating runners and working with runners as much. So I guess maybe you could go two different ways with this. Um, but what has, has running again, whether it's for yourself or just being around runners, um, how has that changed you? How, how, how are you, you know, I mean, you started running early enough in life that like, maybe it's hard to really tell, but like, like over the years of, of being in and around the sport, different, different facets of it um, how has running changed the the person that you are, you know, today from where you were a decade ago, 20 years ago, et cetera.
0: I, I think i um... I remember writing my, my college, like, uh, what is it, the acceptance letter? Or the, like, or, like you, you have to write, like, an essay to to, to get into like, college, right? The
1: application, right, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, I remember writing that, and, like, you know, I'm sure a lot of runners out there, you know, big Prefontaine fans, um, like, his mentality of, like, you know, I'm just going to uh, basically just, like, push through this pain. No one can endure more pain than me. I, I think mm-hmm. that changed me a little bit, which is – um, like be, do hard stuff and just grind at it. Um, mm. And I think it's 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 probably I think it's definitely helped me in business because there's a lot of stuff like I definitely don't want to do, Denny. I'm sure you can <laughs> relate to that. Like yeah. I don't like doing tax stuff. Like there's just I just want to treat. I mean, there's more to it now, but there's stuff I really did not want to do. But I think the you know running I think it has a lot of great lessons in it where you feel like crap, but you you know you have to keep going. It's it's really mind over matter. Um, so I think running has, uh, affected me that way where it's helped me just overcome a lot of hurdles that without, you know, experience, experiencing the pain of running and really the joy and pain of it, um, that I you don't, know, I might give up a lot easier, but, uh, <laughs> I think if, if you can uh, get through, like, especially a race that you underprepare for and you're just <laughs> dead for three miles, like, mm-hmm. dude, that is some pain. And if you can do that, you, you get you can, you can do anything. So I think running has helped me just become, uh, a not a grinder, but someone who's like, you know, I, there's this hard thing I don't want to do. I'll just suck it up and do it and move on.
1: Yeah. I love it. And that's, that's something that, uh, we, we all need in life and, and good, good lessons to take away. Good, good things to have, have learned. And um, once again, y'all, if you want to get in touch with Matt, whether you need you need his help or whether you just want to kind of learn some of the stuff that he's got going on to try to avoid having to get into the office and see him that way. Uh AlphaprojectPhysio.com on Instagram at Alpha Project Physio. And again, that's Physio with a Z. P-H-Y-Z-I-O, Alpha Project. All like you'd figure out how to spell that. Physio with a Z dot com and Alpha Project Physio on Instagram. Dizruns.com slash ten ninety four. As always, with will have everything linked up photos, the whole nine as per usual, get you, get you sorted, get you pointed to the right, the right place. Um, Matt, thanks for the time today. It was, it it, as, as expected, at least for me, hopefully it felt like this to you as well. Time flew by. Um, I know we could have, I know I could have gone a lot deeper in a lot of things. I, I feel like you probably could have as well. Um, so hopefully we can, we can line up again at some point in the future. Certainly when the book comes out, you know, whenever that is, uh, maybe before then, maybe after that, maybe all of the above, but uh, thanks for the time today, my friend. Keep, keep doing the good, good, good work that you're doing, helping runners out. Um, and, again, nothing but the best for you going forward.
0: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. All
1: right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Matt and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? De jour. Uh, for me, probably no surprise. Probably not the first time this has been a takeaway for me. Hopefully, won't be the last time. Although, hopefully, uh, I'll put some of the takeaway from today into use, and that's just the value of strength training. You know, I, I know sometimes y'all roll your eyes when I continue to prattle on about the value of strength training, uh, but sometimes you know people just put things in in a certain perspective, and I can't even necessarily put my finger exactly on what Matt said when we were talking about strength training and just different exercises and the value of doing it. Um, but I'll tell you what, since since we had our chat a couple weeks ago, I've been making a concerted effort to step up my strength training game. I think that if I'm honest, that I've kind of gotten into a little bit of a rut with my strength training. I've been still doing it, but I don't think I've been pushing myself. I think I've been kind of, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, kind of going through the motions, you know, doing, doing not necessarily half-baked reps, but not, not pushing harder, not increasing weights, not progressing um, just by, by pushing the intensity, by, by increasing resistance or sets or, or, or whatever. Um, and, and since I talked to Matt, you know, knock on wood, the last couple few weeks, um, I've been making an effort to, to really not take the easy way out with my strength training, not, not look for an easy program, not do some, some easier modifications, but actually push myself. Now I'm feeling the difference in terms of, I've been a lot more sore recently, but I think that's a good thing, right? Like that's, that's the body working. That's the body getting stronger. And I know, and talking to Matt, just continue to reinforce what I've already known. That's going to help me be a better runner. That's going to help me move closer to my goals, um, stay healthy and ultimately keep running. You know, my biggest running goal, even though I I don't know that I've ever really classified it as such. But you know, to keep running until it's it's ball game until they put me into the ground. So that's that's a big key to that. And I feel like I you know the more I, I learn and research and listen to, to various experts in in the health field, um, being strong, having maybe not lots of muscle mass, but having strength, functional strength, is maybe the most important piece of that puzzle as we as we all get older. So just just a generic takeaway today to, to not only do the strength training and why that's beneficial for us as runners, but to continue to, to push, push the envelope a little bit, you know, doing, doing different things, increasing resistance, increasing reps, just continuing to, to test the body, push the body to make sure I keep getting stronger. So that's my takeaway. What about you? Something else? Similar line of thought? One way or the other, if you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email, of course, to Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also head over to the show notes if that works better for you. Leave, it, leave your thoughts, leave your feedbacks, leave your comments and takeaways down in the comment section right there on the show notes page. Dizruns.com slash 1094 once again is the link that will get you back there. Photos, links, uh, amino co links and of course comment section down there at the bottom check it out and let me know what your takeaway was from today maybe what is your strength retra- training routine maybe that's the that's the the leading question what is what is your strength training look like and how is it going to change is it going to change after today's episode let me know one more time for amino co today thanks to them for sponsoring today's episode thanks to y'all for supporting the sponsors because that helps keep the lights on keeps things going and growing around here Aminoco.com slash disruns is the link. Once again, Disruns at checkout will save you 30% on your order. Whether you're getting the Perform Blend, whether you're getting the Heel Blend, which are the two that, that I go to, they've got a couple other blends as well, um, all mostly doing the same thing, but little subtle tweaks. You know, heel has a little more protein. Perform has a little, little shot of caffeine in it. Um, so, you know, find the blend that works for you. Find the flavor that works for you. Uh, but one way or the other, aminoco.com slash disruns. Dizruns at checkout. Save yourself 30%. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Matt and I with you today. Until next time, y'all be well. Take care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.